we must begin to shift from church to what? To kingdom. You know what? In the church, I'm going to make you see, in church is a realm of God bless me. In kingdom is a realm of God prospering what you are doing. In kingdom is rulership and dominion. In church is manner. Hallelujah. Now, look at this Galatians. Look at this Galatians 4 verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as it is a child, differed nothing from his servant, though he be the Lord of all. Amen? Somebody is an heir. The Bible says, but it doesn't differ. It does, there's no difference between you and a servant. Servants are simply beggars. Servants are simply people who depend on others for sustenance. Am I talking here? Servants are men who trust that where their master will always come and give to them. Now, you make human beings your master somewhere along the line unknown to you. Sometimes even you make devils your master. You look unto them for help. You're wondering what I'm talking about now. And that's the truth. When all the time you feel the devil is after you or somebody is after you, it's your attitude, your mentality in the house of faith shows that that of a servant, you are simply under control by some other person else. But I tell you, God wants you to grow. Now listen to this. In Ecclesiastes chapter 10, can we look at something there, verse 16. I want us to read the two scriptures together. You're already an heir. You are a king. That's what the Bible is trying to make us see. An heir is already a king. Amen? Hallelujah. Look at it. Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child, and thy princess eats in the morning. Ecclesiastes. Am I correct? Chapter 10, verse 16. Did you get it there? Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child, and thy princess eats in the morning. Watch that. Now, it means, listen to me. You may claim to be a king in the church. You know, because we keep saying that. We are prince and kings. Do we say so? Or sit as prince and kings and walk as kings and prince. But hear me and hear me well. You may have the crown on your head, but your thinking may not match the crown. Did you follow what I said there? Wearing a crown doesn't make you a mature person. That's why you need to grow up. That you are wearing a crown doesn't make you mature. That you are wearing a crown doesn't bring you to the place of authority and rulership. I remember the issue of the Obi of Agbo some years back. How many of you can remember? Yeah, he was already an heir. He was a prince, but he was a young man. They have to take him to the UK to stay all the days, go to school, train up, grow up. Before he comes back to assume the throne. Come on, I'm not talking to somebody. The throne is still waiting. It's not vacant. You are an heir already. But your thinking is below that of, of, of a true king. Though you have the crown on your head, but your thinking is too low. And that's exactly what's happening to my brothers there. Instead of exercising their mind to have things to discover for themselves. Like I told them, I said, you spend so many time in praying. I like the way you pray. But I like the way Jesus prayed. Jesus had a lot of disciples following him. In the night, he went to the Lord and said, now, who should be my apostles? He got the names. 
he came out the next morning. He called the disciples together and just began to call them James, John, you know, and then the first bishop that betrayed him. He just come, Judas Iscariot. Hmm? How many of you know he was a bishop? Yeah, see, his bishopric let another man take, so he was. Say, you bishop, come. And he got all these people. Where did he get the names from? When he went to pray. James chapter 1, the Bible says, when you pray, if you lack wisdom, ask God. What you need in your life is to pray accurately to find direction, both in the spirit and in the natural, on how to live your life the next day. Hallelujah. He that lack wisdom, let him pray. So, the Bible says, water to the land when your king is what? Is a child. You are a king already, but you are a child. You can't rule. Canaan is rulership. I'm going to make you see that. When God said, get out of Egypt, that was slave mentality. They went into the wilderness. God was provided. But when you get to Canaan, God doesn't provide in Canaan. Hallelujah. God have already said, I'm taking the land flowing with milk and honey. But somebody, you go to make the milk. You are not going to sit in your house and then you allow the cows to come and give you the milk. You go to the field and make the cows and girl the milk. You need the honey, you go and stay the hive there in the forest. That is Canaan. God has blessed so many of you, but you don't know what it takes to make the cow. You don't know what it takes to stir this nest of the bees and get the honey. But it's already in the land. Your mentality what makes you a slave. The Bible says, though you are an heir, but you are not better than what? Than a slave. The fact that you have a crown on your head doesn't make you a ruler. Doesn't make your thinking mature. There's a realm for mature thinking. How many understand what I'm talking about? The Bible tells me kings do rule. It is kings that rule, but when you are a child in your thinking, when you are in appeals, remember that message? Three levels of sonship. When you are in appeals, when you don't know nothing, though you are a king, you are not better than a servant. The place of education is the church and not a place of blessing. People don't understand these things we are talking about. See, God is just taking you through. I'm going to make you see some things. There are times God comes to a level in your life and you find that you are not growing. When you begin to pray, He no longer answers you. You've been wondering why. I had that experience some time ago. I didn't know God was growing me up. When I was in River State, hey, God will always bombard me, mess me up with talks and everything, scripture. I was so elated in my mind. I felt so glorious. After a season in my life, God stopped that. I said, God, what is the matter? It's like a backslider, but that was not backsliding. God wanted me to grow up. He talks about those in Hebrew chapter 5 verse 14 who have grown to the place who can eat me by exercising. Who can have their mind and their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. At that level, your soul has become prosperous. Am I talking to somebody? Now your mind is functioning. Your senses are working. You can understand. And those things you understand, they agree with the spirit. Am I talking to somebody here? And that is why you find that Adam could name the animals. His soul was functioning. And when he said name them, and he named them, God said, that is your soul working. Now he was exercising his senses, his mind, to design between good and evil. He's no longer a baby. He says, strong meat belongs to them who by reason can exercise are you hearing this? No longer babies. And God shut that realm down. Sometimes, sometimes when God does certain things in your life, you think the devil is at work. The devil is not at work. God is shutting what he was doing and he's telling you to do what? To grow up. 
Hallelujah. So that's why I discovered that the way you used to pray before God is no longer answering this prayer that way now. It's no longer. <laughs> Amen. Like I was asking those guys, you see, some of us are not prepared to educate ourselves, to, to grow. I, I asked a question, I said, look at your country. Look at the way it is. You feel so bad. But just take, for instance, now and let the government come say, we need one Christian to become a president of this country to talk things around. Can you provide one? They were just looking at me. Virtually nobody can provide one. Do you understand that? There's a level of stain. Let's read a few scriptures on that so that you can understand what I'm saying. You know, when he said, woe to the land, when your king is a child, I woke up in the morning. Woke up in the morning to do what? To drink, to eat, to enjoy. You can find that in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 11. When you woke up in the morning without a definite direction, a definite purpose, definite assignment, and I mean, an objective waking up. Let me put it that way. You become just like the same man who woke up looking for something to drink. When, when you are getting up in the morning from your bed, do you have anything in your mind on what you want to achieve? How is your day when you wake up in the morning? Think about it. You are not better than this young king. He's a king, all right. He got a crown on his head, all right. But he wakes up in the morning looking for, for food to eat and for drink to inflame his mind. Things that can give him satisfaction. He doesn't know what to do with his life. He doesn't know how to go about organizing and putting this right. You can't live like that. That's a slave mentality. You are not better than a servant, the Bible says. Though you are a king. Come on, am I talking to you now? An heir is somebody who is supposed to have authority and control the things that belong to him. Listen to me. I believe you come to a place in your life. Let me tell you something. Those who can control money are only those who can create money. Come on, am I talking now? You can control money where you can create money. If you know how to control money, it's only because you know how to create money. If you don't know how to create money or create wealth, you can control money. Is that alright? Come on, am I talking to somebody here? And I have to let you know this, that it's what you create that you can rule over. Glory to God. So I want you to understand that, because it's very, very important for your life, that when you wake up in the morning, what atmosphere are you creating in the first instance? What, what are you looking at for the day? What is the day going to offer you? Now, what the day will offer will determine what you intend the day to offer. Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow. Sufficient for the day are the troubles at all. That means God intended you to resolve a problem today. And you need an excellent spirit like Daniel to do that. He said there is an excellent spirit in Daniel to unravel difficult questions and situations. That excellent spirit must function in your life on a daily basis to unravel issues that are besetting you. Am I talking to somebody? You need to grow. Amen? Now, when you get down to Deuteronomy, let me just begin to show you this. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse number 7. The Bible says, For the Lord thy God has blessed thee in all the works of thy hands. He knoweth that walking through this great wilderness... These 40 years the Lord that God had been with thee, that has lacked nothing. Where is it that they lack nothing? In the wilderness. Hallelujah. These 40 years you have lacked what? Nothing. But where were they? Come on, talk to me. Where were they? In the wilderness. In the wilderness you will lack nothing. Their shoes were not worn out. 
Their dresses were intact. Manna was falling. But yet they were in the wilderness. Let me tell you something. Wilderness is not always a time of suffering. In the way we have always taught it. I'm going through my wilderness. No, it's a realm of supply. The wilderness experience is a place where you don't, but God does. Come on, I'm not talking to somebody this morning. But if we have always seen wilderness as a place where we suffer. No, I'm passing through my wilderness. No, man. That is any time you're in the wilderness, God provides. He meets your needs. Glory to God. Are you following what I'm talking about? He meets your needs. Like he said here, in the wilderness, God provided. Took care of them, gave them food, gave them clothing, everything right in the wilderness. But their thinking was still Egypt. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And that is where the church is today. Our thinking is how we can compete with the world. How God can bless us, just like he was saying in the morning. We measure our spirituality and growth by how much we have and all of those stuff. This has still nothing but wilderness experience. You are still in a journey. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying now? So if you're striving to say, God, this is what it must be, and God has to provide, God will definitely provide, but you are still a baby, as far as God is concerned. Because it's a journey He has planned for you. He's taking you to a place, and that place is called Canaan, and there are things you must do in Canaan to get things done. Amen? Hallelujah. So listen to me. What do you call anointing? Let's use the word anointing in this content. The anointing for provision here, when it gets to Canaan, it has to be a cooperative anointing, collaborating with God. God and man producing Canaan. But in Canaan, I mean witness, only God produces. Come on, I'm not talking to somebody now. That is why you must grow up. Those who are not prepared to grow up to take responsibility when they get to Canaan, they didn't cross Jordan. <laughs> Hallelujah. They never crossed Jordan. See, they went round and round and round because they are good at looking for what God can provide. God knew they don't have the capacity to enter into the promised land. It's already a land made of only, but they are lazy people. <laughs> they don't want to walk. They don't want to take responsibility. They don't want to grow up. They don't want to mature. And, and, and Paul will say, when I was a child, I speak like a child. I think like a child. I talk like a child. But when I become a man, I put away what? Childish things. How do you pray? How do you pray? You need that in the morning. Or you, in the evening, God, oh God, just let me have something about tomorrow. Oh God, just, hey man, you're a baby. We should be thinking of what to do to bless humanity. Come on. We should be thinking of what to do to advance the cause of God upon the face of the earth. It's no longer self. Wilderness is self. Hallelujah. Don't die in the wilderness. See, God, listen. The Bible tells me that God so blessed them that even the food was coming out of their nostrils. Have you read that? What kind of blessing do you want? You get in the wilderness, but that's not the place God wants for you. Come on, that's my concern this morning. You have to grow up. That is not what God wants for you. That is not the place He has planned His mind for you. We are talking of a place of responsibility. You come to the place of responsibility where you can take responsibility, take decisions, where you can, you can handle yourself, and you can handle people around you, and you can handle things for God. These are kings that I'm talking about. 
kings. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? Okay. Now look at the next thing. Joshua chapter 5. Just flip to the next book. Joshua chapter 5. Somebody need to grow up. Hey, you need to grow up. All this begging, begging, pray for me, bless me. Oh, come on. These things got to see somehow. You got to come and say, God is doing some good things, but what can we do? How do we go? What do we put this money into? Hallelujah. Are you there with me now? Joshua 5, 11 to 12. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover. Olive in cakes and pasch corn in the same day. And the manna sees. How many of you remember I preached a message here some time ago? When the manna sees, what will you do? You remember that? Good. And the manna sees on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore. But they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. Are you hearing this? God now said, hey, come on now. You've come into Canaan. I am no longer going to supply. I'm only going to bless what you do. That is Canaan for you. Did you get that? Now you see, manna will see for Yes. When manna is still falling, just know you are still belonging to where? A wilderness community. Are you there with me? Come on, am I talking to somebody? That's a wilderness church. Men whose attention is still on manna is a wilderness church. When you get to Canaan, which is a realm of maturity. How many of you understand? When they come to Canaan, they are not going to rule Canaan. They have authority in Canaan. Remember, there were kings in Canaan that were driven out. The Perizari, Jebusite, and all of that. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Now they come to Canaan, they have to take responsibility. They have to manage the atmosphere. They have to put things right. In fact, if need be, they must come to the place of town planning. Maybe the structure there, they didn't like them anymore. Maybe the roads, they were, they have to. All manner of things, now directly their responsibility. So Canaan is a place of responsibility. And that is where you must come into your life. And that is where God can work with you. This is not God partnershiping with you to have things done, to bring glory and beauty to creation. And that is Canaan. Not when you come to church every day asking God, God bless me, God bless me, God bless me. You are just a wilderness man. And the world has come. But you are a wilderness man. God can commit any major responsibility into your hand. The sons that creation is waiting for, you are excluded. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Money will come. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I believe it. Money will come. But do what you're supposed to be doing part time. Sit down. Use your head. Is that okay? Sit down and use your head. And let God prosper the thoughts of your heart. Glory to God. Are you following what I'm saying? Now let me give you a typical example from the New Testament. You know, I like balancing my scriptures somehow. Look at the book of Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 9 rather. Luke chapter 9. Hallelujah. Then he called his 12 disciples together. And gave them power and authority over all devils. And to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God. And to heal the sick. And he said unto them. Take nothing for your journey. 
neither stars, nor script, neither bread, neither money, neither how to call a piece. Are you hearing that? But take nothing along with you. Don't carry it back. Don't even take money. I mean, one wonders why he was sending them such a mission. But there is something that is going to happen. Look at chapter 22 of the same Luke. 22. Luke 22. Are you there? Look at 35 and 36. Verse 35 said, And he said unto them, When I sent you without pause and script and shoes, like ye anything, and they said what? Nothing. Now look at verse 36. Then said he unto them, But now, Somebody say now. Good. But now, he that had a pulse, let him take it. And likewise, his script. And he that had two swords, let him sell his garment. He that had no sword, let him sell his garment and do what? And buy one. Why? It has changed. What is it? Hey, when I sent you out, I was with you. I was providing. Come on, I'm not talking to you now. It's like just where you were in the wilderness. I gave you manna. You have no problem because I'm with you. I was providing for you. I take care of you. Wherever you were going because you were babies. But now I want you to grow up because I'm going to leave you. Now you must come to the place of taking responsibility for your life. If you can't defend your life, you're gone. Go and buy your sword. Hey, hey. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? I was protecting, I was providing, but now you've grown up to the place where you have to take responsibility for your life. Are you hearing this? Come on, am I talking to you? So sometimes when you cry to God, God doesn't answer. What is God telling you? Grow up! Stop begging me every day. So when you went out, when I told you not to take anything, did you like anything? He said, no, we like nothing. That was the training ground for you. That is the realm of give me, give me, give me. Bless me, bless me, bless me. Are you hearing that? Name it and claim it. Hmm? Yeah, he does that for children. But for the adults, grow up. Say, if you don't have a sword, you sell whatever you have, you buy one. Now you are going to defend yourself. I'm no longer going to be there for you. Are you there with me? I've equipped you sufficiently for you now to live without me. Oh, come on now. That told me some things about our life for the now. You see, we are bothering God too much. He has equipped us sufficiently to live on the face of the earth. Am I talking to somebody? There is something that flows from your inside. I was just sharing something. The Lord reminded me what he shared with me in Liberia. And I know that we are in another season. In another moment. We are gathering momentum from the Lord for something that is completely different from what we are doing before. As I sat down, the Lord just, can you remember what I showed you? I said, yes, Lord. We are growing. And I'm not just talking about numbers. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm talking about? They say growing up in the spirit. Well, we have to take responsibilities. I told you before and I will repeat it. If you fail, God is not concerned about it. You are the one that makes yourself to fail. Let me show you on two secrets about life. I was sharing that with a few guys, even over there. What's the difference between what you earn? I even shared that in Lagos with one young man who was walking along with me. I said, let me show you this. Every human being is born equal. The brain, the same brain cells are there. 
no deformity, nine months in the pregnancy and the rest of those things. But what determines your level of life and what you do and how you succeed in life is the manner and the person you are rendering services to. The services you render determine the amount that comes to you. Am I talking to somebody here? If you are a truck pusher, you know the people you can render service to. Now I will not prefer a truck pusher. I would rather get a driver who will charge me more to carry my load and let me sit comfortably. So if you are a truck pusher, you know the people you are rendering services to, your money will be small. So if you want to render service to high class of people, you develop yourself so that you can render services to better people and you get better money. Am I talking now? Don't blame anybody. The amount of money that comes to you is directly connected to the people you are rendering and the kind of service you are rendering. He is in the marine and they don't deal with nada. They deal with dollars. Am I talking here? Come on now. So the devil is not your problem. Is the... What? Now, can you imagine Daniel? How was Daniel so glorious in Babylon? Is the man he was renting services to? To the king himself. Who are you renting services to? That determines your level of income and the inflow of money. <laughs> Amen. Am I talking now? So, how do you do that? You develop yourself. In all realms. You develop your brain. We have already said it here. The difference between a medical doctor and a top pusher is the number of years the man went to school and the man didn't go. Somebody once came to me and said, hey, we need to go for family breaking of courses. I said, not including my family. My very immediate family were so glorious. No cause. But you can go. And I will not be there because there is no cause. You chose the path you are following. Come on, am I talking to you? You chose the path you are following. I didn't choose that path. I chose something else. And my choice has prospered me. My choice has brought it. God is doing wonderful things in my life. I don't need to break any family because you have to go and break your own. Young man, let me tell you, the choice you make now will determine what happens to you tomorrow. If you don't develop your life now, if you don't get educated enough so that you can render services to people in higher places who can pay you good money, you will end up saying your mother was responsible for your failure. Not your mother, not your father, not the family cause. It's your choice. Is that okay? Come on, am I still talking? Think of how many hours a truck pusher is on the street with sweat and... Oh, come on. It's just like being in, in Egypt. Pushing the truck, heavy sweat, and all of that. How much would you give to him? You push your wood from, from that place down to say, All this time you are still on the road. Look at my time. And this man was pushing on the road, sweat. At it. So I beg, take. You have even wasted my time. I'm not paying you complete. Can you imagine that? Because of the kind of services that it was, it's rending. But merely knocking the door of a medical doctor. You fought pay for consultation fee. You take card. Don't blame anybody. I'm still telling you now. This is not a church where we raise demon conscious people. That demons are responsible for your problem. You've got to grow up. If you choose not to be educated. If you choose not to develop yourself. Don't blame anybody tomorrow. No devil is stopping you. The whole world is open to you. I promise you. The whole world is open to you. The whole world is open to you. Don't blame anybody. It's yourself that you have to blame. If you can't develop yourself, if you can't know, for those of you who are adults, if you don't know how to invest, to make profit out of the investment, don't blame anybody. You're wasting your time going for consultation and going for deliverance and spending all the little money that you have. Go and invest that money somewhere and let it bring a return for you. 
Hallelujah. When I was flying there, I saw one of these papers and there was a, one, a powerful meeting. Amen. When I saw that thing, Samadami was there. Just, <laughs> you understand that? Classified people, they were there to talk on a conference for two days. Man, I said, this is the kind of place to be. Hmm? No demon, demon chasers. People who tell you accurately how to live your life. And I was sharing with him, I said, myself and my friend, we enter a man's church in Lagos. Hey, man. We got to the center of the church. My friend knelt and said, God help me. The place was so cozy for human existence. The guy told the church member, say, as from now, if you are coming to church, you better prepare yourself because I'm going to shock you. And he put terrible split aces in the whole place. When people came, they were like this. So I told them, start business, sell blankets, sell candigan by the gate before you enter church. People open business by the door. Churches, excellent in life. These are human beings exist in this country. You are running around claiming that devils are chasing you, and therefore that's why you cannot succeed. The trouble is in this place. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? Now, in Proverbs 28 19, the Bible tells me something which is very exciting. He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. Not he that prayed and begged. Wow. And that's the principle he had to initiate in Canaan. He that tilleth his land shall do what? Shall have plenty of bread. And God has given land to each and every one of us. Every one of us have a land. Your business is your land. Your education is your land. Am I talking to somebody? If you can't till your land, you will die in poverty. God is not going to be responsible. He that tilleth his land, he that tilleth his land, shall do what? Shall have plenty of bread. Plenty of bread. He that tilleth his land. <laughs> Glory to God. So bread comes from the land. Are you there with me? Bread comes from where? From the land. We are not talking of wilderness now. Now we enter Canaan. When you enter Canaan, you till your land, man. And there are plenty of bread will come unto you. Are you there with me? Better wake up. Some blaming people. Wake up. It's time to grow up. <laughs> Glory to God. See, see the way, see the way Apostle Paul will put it in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. If you read it from 10 to 12, he said, For even when we were with you, this recommended you that if any will not work, neither shall he eat. For we bear that there are some which work among you disorderly, working not at all, that are busybodies. Now then, know them that are sought with command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work, and eat their what? Their own bread. Their own bread. Stop begging. Their own bread. No more begging. Eat their own bread. He that tilled his land, they have plenty of bread. Remember the story of the man, that true servant, when the master was coming to put away from the business. You remember that? <laughs> and he went to say, I don't know how to, to beg, and I'm ashamed to beg. I like that thing from day one. Put it in your mind. I'm ashamed to beg. And I don't know how to do it. So what am I going to do? Now that they are going to put me out of business. 
So, but how much are you owing? Say 50. Say right, 25. Eh? Yeah. Go to this one. How much are you owing? Say 30. Um, right, 20. Say because when the man put me out, some people would take me in. And Jesus said, the children of this world, they are wiser than the children of the kingdom. They know how to do business. Hallelujah. They know how to do business. They know how to use their brain to make things workable for them in this life. God, I, I, I must remind you, God didn't say throw away your mind. He said renew your mind. Your mind must still function as a believer. You are not a zombie. You are not to be pushed here and there. You must apply wisdom in your daily living. Wisdom is the principal thing. He said, get wisdom. And we told you getting get what? Understanding, which is the application of wisdom to relevant situations on the daily basis. Get wisdom. And we told you getting get what? Understanding. Proverbs 4. Of the situations on ground. When you begin to apply understanding, which is application of that wisdom, you become a successful man. Let me explain to you again. Everybody talks about Solomon being a wealthiest man upon the face of the earth. What did he pray for? He didn't pray for money. He said, God give me what? Wisdom. And that guy become the multi, multi-facing merchant upon the face of the earth. This man was sending ships to all manner of places. He was cutting trees. He was selling horses. He was selling chariots. There was nothing Solomon didn't sell. Nothing. The money didn't come because God just blessed him. The money came because he was doing something. I'm actually talking to you. Don't forget where we are coming from. The Bible says, A child do an heir. But who is still a child does not differ from what? A servant. All this slave mentality, like my brethren there, I saw them, must go out of our head. We must leave the wilderness to the place of where? Of Canaan. I want to see people come to me and say, Pastor, God is doing something in my business. I want to see people come and say, What shall we do? How do I go? Like that young man came to me and said, Pastor, this thing taught me, told me something. Where do I start from? I said, Go and get a motor saw and enter the forest. Recruit two members of your church. Tell them how much you pay them. And then print receipts on what to do for every tree that is slumbered. He said, You have saved my life. I said, Yeah, that's why we're here. To make people tap the resources. Listen to me. Everything you are using in life is from this ground. Your shirt is from the ground. Am I talking? Your shoe is from the ground. Everything. Animals leather. If they don't eat grass, there will be no leather. Everything God needs to bless you with is right on this soil. Look at the sand. Sand. People just take quiz and say, I'm the one that owns this place. So if you want to take sand here, pay me money. That is sand God provided freely. Our fathers never think about that. So some people went and colonized a portion of the sea. And said they are the people that own that land. And sometimes in those days they were saying, foolish people, what are they doing We see, They should come to land. Now they are selling sand to you in the land. They are selling it. They don't need to pray. You take your tip out there, you know how much you pay. And those who have money, now dread the same sand. Listen to me. Everything you need to live with, God has provided. Don't you ever blame God. He gave you everything just like he gave Adam in Eden. Everything is available for you right now. Am I talking to somebody? Are you hearing what I'm saying now? The Bible says, He that does not walk, let him not eat. For he that tilleth his ground shall have plenty of bread. The issue is, are you tilling your ground? Have you found the ground? And God has given to every one of us in this land of Canaan a portion 
Don't forget Colossians 1. Say God has considered us meet to partake of the promises in the kingdom of his dear son. There's a provision God has made for each and every one of us. As far as I'm concerned, I'm seeing light. I'm going somewhere. I'm walking towards something useful, reasonable. If only I can assist humanity. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. That is my field. I am telling it. What about you? Hello, please.